teams you care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Good Saturday morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, a special pre-state championship edition. It is absolutely going to be a fantastic day here in Murphy Center in Murfreesboro. We've got a the, the practice national anthem is uh, being <laughs> taking place right now as we are uh, 63 minutes from tip-off. JP, this has been a fantastic week as we now see two Lawrence County teams take on one another for a gold and silver ball. One will leave here a state champion for the first time in at least 60 years. Yeah, 60, uh, 58. 50, 53 years. 50, yeah, whatever, 58 to 2021, you can do the math. Uh, Loretto uh, Lady Mustangs, you know, the very first girls' state tournament championship. Uh, haven't had one since. They can do so today. Both of these teams have been in the finals the last two times a Class A girls' finals was held. Two years ago it was Loretto. Three years ago it was Summertown. So with a lot of these players have a lot of experience in playing in this game, and they have a lot of experience against each other as well. Yeah, you know, three times this year they've played, and three times Summertown has been on top. They've come out on top uh, each of the three times in both regular season matchups and in the region championship game. Um, they did not play a district championship game, which is a little bit unusual. Uh, or a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's super unusual. That, that I don't know that that's ever not happened before. <laughs> First time for everything, right, Mo? That, well, I mean, I guess we can't put it on it being 2020, but there's still remnants thereof 2020, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just it's really exciting to be here at Murphy Center and and knowing that a team that we that we have covered uh for the majority of the year will be taking home a state championship for the third time uh since we started this. We had a volleyball state championship fourth time. Fourth time. A team a fourth Fourth, fourth team championship, we had Summit, uh, Summertown Golf. That's right. I forgot about golf. We had Summertown Volleyball. We had Summit, Summit Football, obviously. And then we had um, Columbia Academy's Connor Henson with a, um individual cross-country championship. So, But we, this so. will be the fourth team championship we have covered. And uh, we're assured of it. Uh, yeah, there's no question. <laughs> it's going to happen. So that is that is fantastic as we, we look at the – the clock has started. So earlier I said we were 63 minutes away. That was based on, you know, it being 11 o'clock. The clock has started. We're 64 minutes and 43 seconds from tip-off here at Murphy Center. So glad you could join us. And let's talk a little bit about how these teams got to uh, this Saturday state championship game as, uh, you know – SM-TNSports.com has full coverage of both the quarterfinals and both semifinal games. Um, yesterday, we'll, uh, we we were unable to get on the air. So, <laughs> glad that we were able to get here this morning and do this special edition. And uh, so, we didn't get a chance to talk about 
uh, a little bit about the the previewing of what we would see yesterday. Um, but we did talk about on Thursday a little bit about that uh, that those quarterfinal matchups, and I think it's safe to say that Summertown has had a little bit tougher road to Saturday. I think that's extremely fair to say. I think it's extremely accurate to say, as we mentioned on Thursday, well, Wednesday and Wednesday and Thursday, you know, that bottom half of the Class A bracket, you were dealing with four region champions, and three of the four teams down there were ranked in the top four in the final Associated Press statewide top ten. You had number one, Gibson County. You had number two, Summertown. You had number four, Clark Range, all down there. The top half of that bracket was all region runner-ups who went on the road and won sectional games, which is pretty impressive in its own right, but at the same time, just not the same bodies of work for those teams in that top half of the bracket. That was obvious yesterday when, uh, you know, you see Loretto with another uh, winning handily in in their, their semifinal matchup um, over Clay County. It was a, you know, 63-42. It was 21-point win for the Lady Mustangs. And it's, you know... Talking with Ashley Rutledge after the game, I know JP got a chance to. Uh, he he actually wrote the story on our website, but uh, he was in the the media room afterwards. And you know, Ashley Rutledge gave credit to Clay County. They are a good basketball team. They they had won, just like we we talked on Wednesday. Every time they had to win a game, they won it. So this was not a team that was going to go away. Uh, without a fight. Yeah, Noah McKay with the Upper Cumberland Reporter gave us some great insight into that team on um, Wednesday when he joined us. And and like you said, that well-tested team, I'm just not sure that they had seen anything quite like Loretto with, you know, again, with the Carly Weathers and with the other weapons that they have, you know, over the course of their schedule. And as you said, Ashley Rutledge gave them credit. Um, It's just that Loretto is battle-tested, as she has said, after both their wins. They have played a brutal (laughs) schedule to this point. Their their seven losses are to Lebanon, which, by the way, is planned for a Class AAA state championship later today. Upperman, Brentwood, Olive Branch, Mississippi, and, you know, three times to the team that they're getting ready to play here in, in about an hour. And Noah McKay said that that Upperman team was the best team he'd ever covered. And they just happened to fall short of the state tournament and was, wasn't able to get here. But that's, that, that is a resume. Um, that being said, not on their resume a win over Summertown <laughs> to this point. To this point. Uh, yesterday, this is what really is important here. 51% from the floor uh, were – the Lady Mustangs, 30% from three-point range. They were only 4 of 13, but 51% from the floor. That in itself just goes to show how well they were able to get open shots and high-percentage shots near the bucket. And, and, you know, we spoke on Wednesday on shooting ability or lack thereof, you know, in this building. Ashley Rutledge has said, we're, we're comfortable here. 
her her team has said we're comfortable here. Uh, Carly said that this is our natural habitat, and with the with the success that they've had, it's kind of tough to argue that point. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, this is comfortability is something that yes, Loretto certainly has. A lot of these Summertown kids were here three years ago. They yeah. may not have gotten a lot of playing time. Well, actually... But many of them did. Yeah. Um, as eighth graders, both Jenna Brazier and um, Kaylee Campbell played extensively up here. So, you know, this, this is a team that has been on this stage. You know, they've been on the championship stage in other sports. And so, you know, I would not expect them to be rattled necessarily when they step in here. And and I think helping in their level of comfort will be stepping out onto the floor against a team that they've played three times. It's from the same county as they are. I mean, the the building may be a little overwhelming. The stage may be a little overwhelming. But, but the game and the opponent – should provide some levels of comfort and stability for them, I would think. No doubt. I, I can't imagine any any Summertown kid being overwhelmed in this situation. It just doesn't feel like they will be. Uh, JP, when you were talking yesterday with, um, with, with Loretto's team and you, you mentioned how you know they were here in the last opportunity for a state championship, you know, what – what did you get a feel from from Ashley and and the Weathers girls? What what did they feel like coming into this game? Do they feel like they're com- comfortable and confident? Oh, there's no question. They said basically uh, as much that they are extremely comfortable. You you referenced already how comfortable they are in this gym alone in this arena at Murphy Center, and you know mentally tough. Is is certainly one way to describe really both of these teams, but Loretto as we're as we're talking about right now, and then you add in that experience of getting to the state championship game two years ago, the last time they had one. So these players, in particular, their leaders, uh, junior Carly Weathers, senior Kenzie Weathers, and others that got that experience two years ago, they now have five games in a row. Uh, that they have won, or rather four games in a row, that they have won on this four. Um, so they have a nice win streak, uh, that alone confidence. Uh, but you could say a lot about Summertown in particular. Um, you know, it was three years ago, the year prior to two years ago, the Lady Eagles were in the state finals. And uh, a couple of players on that team uh, have that experience as well. So uh, neither of these two teams – are going to be lacking in confidence, uh, nor in experience, nor in um, stage fright. Uh, you know, and, and I, I would only imagine my, my assumption that perhaps looking down the other end at the bench, when you see a familiar foe, that might cut some of that nervous edge even more. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a big deal for either of these two teams, and, and I expect to see really high-quality basketball uh, from both of these squads today. 
No doubt. Dan Jane's asked on Facebook Live, if you guys want to get in on uh, the show, you want to interact with us, we'll be happy to take your comments and questions. Uh, Dan Jane's asking, how rare is it for two teams from the same county to play for a state championship? And I, I have to think it's pretty rare outside of maybe Davidson County because there are just so many schools. Uh, but, um, you know, as I look down the – Obviously, I don't know where all of these teams are, but as you just go down the list of uh, of history, I mean, it's it's very. I, I don't I don't see any just off the top from the last five or six years. Blackman and Oakland played in the AAA state championship, a fifty eight fifty four win. As we were talking about Oakland <laughs> earlier this mm-hmm. morning, and their coach having a chance to. Uh, their former coach having a chance to get a state championship with the team that beat them that year. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's pretty rare that you even see two teams from the same district advance to this point, let alone from the same county. But, you know, as you mentioned, with Blackman and Oakland, this district 7A is, uh, 7 AAA is always so competitive. I mean, you've had Blackman, Riverdale, Oakland that have all been good in girls basketball in particular. I don't know if you've got any – Riverdale-Blackman matchups over there, it starts to run together after a while. But we don't have the the raw numbers on it, but it's certainly a rarity. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Like you said, two teams from the same district, that's wild. I mean, and didn't even play a district tournament. So we don't even know who the district champion was outside of the Summertown won the the regular season district championship. That's okay. I I, I think whichever of them – wins today they can claim will it. be okay with not being the <laughs> district champion and with being the state champion so it's going to be a lot of fun so yes we are uh, again live here on location in murfreesboro at murphy center about 54 minutes from tip off of the class a state championship game between the loretta lady mustangs and the summertown lady eagles uh, we are previewing this game and talking a little bit about yesterday and today and all of that, and we're going to continue doing so after a quick break. But uh, we're going to take a quick break on uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today and thank our podcast sponsors today who get a chance to get a rare um, in-live podcast sponsorship. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, So we will be right back after this on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you.
Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Special edition here on Saturday as we come to you live from Murphy Center in Murfreesboro for the Class A State Championship. Featuring two local teams, Loretto, Summertown. This one's for all the marbles, folks, in the glass <laughs> house. All the Tostitos. <laughs> all right. There we go. I try not I try I try not to uh do anything that Brent Musburger makes. Last game You're not a Brent the, fan? The last game of the year, Brent, you can't hold anything yeah. back. Hey, listen. I'm just saying I don't want to pull a an AJ McCarry. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> you are listening live. Yes. Oh, man. Mm. So excited to be here. This is going to be a fantastic day and and as we were talking on the other side of the break, obviously both these teams excited and comfortable here. Uh, 51% from the floor, Loretto was yesterday. Conversely, uh, Summertown, 41%, but they held North Green uh, to just 32% from the floor. Uh, and if you don't count the 67% that North Green shot in the fourth quarter, <laughs> it was about 17% the rest of the game. Yeah, they scored 23 points in the fourth of that 49-41 victory, so do the math, and I know that that's not one of your favorite things. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> um, North Green scored 18 points through the first three quarters. I think Katie Embry's really pleased for the most part with how her defense has played up here, and so is Ashley Rutledge with theirs. I mean, again, um, Cloutland scored 31 points in that opener against Loretto. Clay County with 42 yesterday. Um Clark Range and North Green, 34 and 41 points in Summertown's two wins. And Clark Range got that 34 with four extra minutes. So, you know, both of these teams have played really well defensively as the Loretto team takes the floor to the applause of the Lady Mustang faithful. Um, But with no basketballs to be had. hmm. They're just walking at this point. (laughs) Can Can we warm up? Uh, no, sir. I, I, man, those those black and gold striped pants. Solid look. That's that's as that's as solid as it gets, man. And the, those vertical stripes to make them look uh, a lot taller, too. <laughs> uh, they yeah. do. I mean, it's it's a it's a visually pleasing uh, look for warmups. Of course, Indiana mm-hmm. basketball, the Hoosiers, it, it, UT, UT does it too, yeah. and um, it's it's a it's a good look. Well, they don't need they don't need basketballs to stretch. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. So we're just stretching around. That makes sense. That's yeah. a it's a good thing to do. You should probably stretch, uh, <laughs> avoid injury as much as possible. Yeah. And speaking of, mm. <laughs> Summertown has has struggled to avoid injury, and they are banged up, banged up, battered, bruised. They uh, have all band-aids. the all the bees, all the bees. Slap a band aid on yeah, it because that's what we do at Summertown. That's <laughs> exactly what they said, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got, um, you know, you've got um, Ansley Burleson, who had an MRI on a knee um, about 10 days or so ago, has played sparingly in this tournament. Um, Katie Burdett had a high ankle sprain and um, has played, but may not have been as effective as summertown followers would have hoped but i'll tell you reese wilson has stepped in in that spot and given them some really good minutes um 
throughout this postseason. And so that's that's been an encouraging sign for the Lady Eagles. Um, Sid Riley Long has been playing with a with a wrap or a brace or something on a wrist. I mean, um, we talked about him um, in the article yesterday on sm-tnsports.com about Jenna Brazier and um, her rib situation. So, um, you know, you, you've got some guys that as soon as this game gets over with, they're going to be looking for some ice baths or, or some ibuprofen or some of both probably. So, Yeah, we know that uh, – we know Jenna Brazier had, had a couple of – trips to the hot tub and the <laughs> and and whatnot yesterday the the hot tub and the ice bath and everything else so whatever it takes to get on the floor man i mean absolutely i don't think she has any any reservations about playing today not no i i think um i think you would have a tough time keeping her off the floor today it would she um had a tough time had a keeping tough, her off the yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Katie, Katie Embry had a tough time keeping her off the floor yesterday during the fourth quarter. She put herself back in. Where yesterday. are you going? I'm going, going to the game. In this game. Yeah. <laughs> and and no one said and no, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said no, so that worked out really well. well. I mean, and and that's what you want to see out of your seniors, in particular. You know, that's exactly what you want, uh, and it's exactly what you it, expect. It, it, it's in like summertime. if if we lose this game, we're not going to lose it with me on the bench. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know. So yeah, like that. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Jenna Brazier yesterday uh, just had two points, uh, had a couple of assists. So uh, you know, you know. She, but, but her her value isn't in the scoring column. That's I right. Mean, she runs that offense. Um, <laughs> watching her. Get the ball to Katie Burdett in the low post really reminds me of Ashley McElhaney and Chantel Anderson down at Vanderbilt. Um, and I know I'm getting a little old school, but I'm old. But, I mean, <laughs> that ability to get the ball down to the low post no matter what the defense is doing is is just an uncanny thing. And I really enjoy watching point guards that are able to, to do that and – I think Jenna does a really great job of getting the ball to Katie to where, you know, Katie's already done the work, and when she gets it, all she has to do is either turn and score or, or turn and get fouled, and I've said it all year. And I think that's what makes them so dangerous, or one of the things that makes them so dangerous. And Katie Burdett has had some uh, – she's had some some really tough opponents. Uh, Brooklyn Anderson yesterday, specifically from North Green, who had the game-high 21 points, shot 10 of 15. Uh, she had – just the one block, but uh, five rebounds, whereas Katie Burdett was able to get a couple of blocks. She, she pulled down eight rebounds yesterday, which was a team high. Uh, just ahead of Reese Wilson, by the way, who had six rebounds, three offensively. I, I thought uh, I thought Summertown did a great job on the boards yesterday or of keeping North Green off the boards, particularly after um, Brooklyn Anderson, I think, had 22 rebounds, 18 defensive in that um, – in their win over Gibson County to open the tournament. Summertown's young ladies now taking the floor. Again, no basketballs. Wearing their road blues despite being the higher seed. They're in the bottom half of the bracket. If you were seeding. Well, well, they were they were a, they a won region. The region. Yeah, That's a, correct. Yeah, they're a region winner. So I guess seeds go away once they you go get away to this when point. they get here. Yep. It's so, interesting. And, and Loretto's in the top half of the bracket, so they are officially 
the home team. In their home whites. Yeah. And they will be uh, – so that that's only happened once this year. And that was – I was actually at that game. Uh, Loretto hosting Summertown, drove all the way down there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Summertown really ran away with that one uh, in the second half after – I think in the second quarter it got down to about four or five points, and then next thing you know, I think it was a 22-2 to two run where Summertown was able to uh, pull away. And that's one of the things that we see a lot in this particular game is a lot of big runs because these two teams like to press a lot. Well, if you got the, if you got the ability to do that and try to make somebody uncomfortable, there you go. Um the game that you were at was a 61-46 Summertown victory. I saw the initial matchup, 51, I'm sorry, 57-48 at Summertown, and then JP was gracious enough to cover the um, region, region championship, championship game for us, and that was 60-56. No, I covered that. You covered you did that the one. sectional. I, I covered, covered the sectional. I told correct. you, they run together mm-hmm. after a while. 60-56 yep. um, to 56 in the region 6A championship game. Um, Summertown winning that one. So, um, as you said, Loretto in the Whites suffered their worst loss of the three this season. Um, hoping to reverse that in a big way today here. Boy, wouldn't it be something? You know, and we'll give you our predictions later this later in the show, uh, but we've talked about it. And this is, you know, it's so hard to beat a team. Twice, three times, much three less times? four. Yeah. So, and, and again, this is the biggest stage of them all. I think Loretto will trade those three for <laughs> one today. Oh, I don't, I don't, think, I, I don't <laughs> think there's any question. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, this is what you play all year for. And, everything, and everybody says basketball is a tournament game. And all those other games got you ready for this, ideally. So, I, I, I think certainly – Loretta's feelings won't be hurt if they lost three of the four games they played this year, and this was the one that they won. No doubt. Speaking of sm-tnsports.com and the coverage that we've had all week on this tournament, uh, last night, Mo, you posted a story that I'm not sure anybody else would have even thought about writing. Um but we're certainly glad you did because it's it's a very interesting story as Katie Embry and Ashley Rutledge, head coaches of their respective teams, Katie Embry at Summertown, Ashley Rutledge at Loretto, uh, they, they're both chasing gold balls against each other today, but as you wrote, they used to chase them together. They did. And, um, you know, uh, I don't want to take too much credit for it because someone passed the information to me and, and I – Unfortunately, I can't remember where I heard it, but I say we just give JP credit for it because I'm pretty sure it was credit for it. Yeah, the Lawrence County graduate JP Plant, who certainly would have known that Ashley Helton and Katie Woods were once teammates as Lady Wildcats, playing for current Summit coach John Wild, and you know, despite their experience as high school athletes playing for Coach Wild, they decided to. Join the profession, <laughs> and, and it's paid off for them and their teams. So yeah, it's it's fascinating to me um, to see two former teammates coaching against each other on such a big stage 
here, you know, and they're, you know, kind of trying to avenge or take that next step after falling short in the um, 2002 state finals when Lawrence County lost to Sevier County in the Class AAA championship game. That was um, Coach Rutledge's sophomore year. I'm sorry, Coach Rutledge's junior year and Coach Embry's sophomore year. Um, Katie was the point guard. Ashley was the off guard. Um, couldn't get any anecdotes from them, you know, of Katie not passing to Ashley or, or you know, <laughs> or, or, I'm sure a- they play- or, or Ashley blowing an assist or anything like that. But, um, you know, I would think it's got to be a little bit special for them as former teammates to to go up against each other and to go up against each other as often as they have and, and to do it here again on, on the biggest stage available. Yeah, it's pretty it, it's pretty cool to to see. I mean, when you really just think about that in general, it's it's unusual for two teams from the same county to be playing each other. It's unusual for the district. It's unusual for a lot of things, but even more so unusual that these two would have been teammates on their high school teams coaching in the same county that they played in and now playing for a state title. It's pretty Impressive. Yes. Again, you know, as as Dan pointed out about Loretto and Summertown, and how often does it happen that you get two teams from the same county? I, I don't know that I've heard of two former teammates coaching against each other in a state championship. I, I mean, it's probably happened, but you know, I'm not aware of it. So it's. Well, it was a great story, and you can read the entire thing. Uh, you, along with about 28,000 of your closest friends, uh, 2,800 of your closest there, yeah. friends. but We'll get to 28,000 eventually. One day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, again, we are here at Murphy Center on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University, 38 minutes from tip-off. Scott Franks points out that Collinwood and Wayne County played in 1988, um, Collinwood defeating Wayne County 73-46 for the Class A championship. Um, says that's the last one he can remember of two teams from the same county. And and I would venture to think that they were from the same district as well. So, um, you know, it, it happens, but it's pretty rare. I like to qualify things. I, I try not to use never and ever and that kind of thing because you're just opening yourself up for getting shot down. <laughs> no doubt. Never's a long time. It is. It is. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give you today, uh, we'll give you the Saturday rundown that we weren't able to give you yesterday on Friday. And uh, we will have all the schedules from Thursday, Friday, uh, all the results from Thursday and Friday, and today's schedule, including high school hoops, and college on the diamond. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11 right here on WKOM 1017, you never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices certainly in the Southeast on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Blue Raiders, Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In Thursday, quarterfinal action from the state tournament here in Murfreesboro. It was North Northview Academy defeating Creekwood 43-35, Macon County 49, Covington 34. In the Class AAA quarterfinals on Thursday, Maryville defeated Page 57-39, it was Blackman 58, Arlington 40, Hardin County 48, Bearden 39, and Lebanon edged Bradley Central 36-35. On Friday in the Class A semifinals, as we've told you, Summertown 49, North Green 41, Loretto a 63-42 winner over uh, Clay County in the Class AA semifinals. It was Macon County 73, Northview Academy 59, Granger 45, Westview 33. And in the Class AAA semifinals, it was Blackman 54, Maryville 44, and Lebanon 53, Hardin County 37. Those results set the stage for today's schedule at 11 o'clock, as we've told you. Summertown and Loretta will play for the Class A state championship. At 2 o'clock, it'll be Macon County and Granger in the Class AA finals. And the AAA finale at 5 o'clock will have Blackman facing Lebanon. And in college action on the diamond, Columbia State baseball is at Jackson State with a 12 noon doubleheader. Uh, softball also at Jackson State with a doubleheader that will begin at 1 p.m. And Dyersburg State will travel to Columbia State uh, in hoops action with the women beginning at 2 p.m. in today's doubleheader. And that is your Friday slash Saturday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Mo, you mentioned you did put a little note in here. Uh, I think you need to certainly make a note of it. Yeah, I wanted to interrupt this high school-oriented podcast for just a second. And... And send out congratulations to a friend of mine, um, the Vot, 
the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. You heard him during our um, promo right before we came back in for this segment. Um, he's visited with us previously on the show. Hope to get him again soon. And um, we will be introducing him as Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame 2021 inductee, Mike uh, Keith. Face-to-face, Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> His Hall of Fame is a lot different than mine, man. But uh, he, he's done a great job for a long time and really happy for him. Um, that news, that um, that announcement took place yesterday. I believe he is the 10th of the 11 inductees to be made aware of their upcoming induction this summer. And as we have previously stated, we, we intend to get – Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame Executive Director Brad Willis on with us here once that process of introducing all 11 inductees is complete. Um, really a, a great honor for Mike, you know, for, for the three volunteers, Bill Bates, Reggie Johnson, and Todd Helton that got the word earlier this week. Um, again, Mike Caldwell, who played on this very floor, well, probably not this floor, <laughs> but uh, in this very building and at the one next door over there at the Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. And um, it's a great class that they've put together for this 2021 um, induction class. and looking forward to seeing that. So congrats to Mike. Oh, no doubt. Congratulations <clears throat> to the Vot or the GOAT, whichever you want to call them. Um, Matt Pimland out of Sevier County made mention uh, on Twitter. Uh, he quote tweeted the story about Katie and Ashley playing. Uh, Brooke Shelley, head coach of the Northview Academy Lady Cougars, was actually on that Sevier County team in 2002. So three players from that game coached in this year's <laughs> semifinals. Wow. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> that's pretty that's, neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great information there, Matt. Appreciate it. Um, speaking of Northview Academy, they fell to Macon County uh, yesterday. And I think it's, as we mentioned earlier with that Upperman situation, uh, you know, Upperman fell in the region semifinals to York Institute. Now, this Macon County team was actually defeated in the district tournament by, Upperman. by that Upperman team. Lost to them two out of three times, and yet the Macon County team here in the state finals today as they take on Granger. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's not who beats you, but when you lose, or, or vice versa. And, you know, Macon County winning one of the three, but, you know, it might have helped them because it kept them away from Upperman for another one. So, you know, it's you, you talk about the postseason set up here in Tennessee. We talked a little bit about it on the way over here this morning and you know there's <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity for redemption during the postseason in this state and you know it and some people have issues with it and some people kind of take advantage of the format to a degree but you know you you still got to beat, beat people to get here and so Macon County with a chance to make it a mid-state sweep today you know you've got two mid-state teams in this game, you've got two in the AAA game. If Macon County can knock off Westview, then all three gold balls for the Division I girls will stay here in Middle Tennessee, which is always fun to see. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, so like I said, Macon County taking on Granger. Uh, Macon County uh, did defeat that Northview Academy team 
59 yesterday. Uh, Granger was a 45-33 winner over Westview, which to mine and JP's surprise, we talked about Westview and how good they looked early. Uh, it's funny because when we – so Westview was down early to Meigs County when we had gone to lunch and came back and Westview took over and won. While we were here yesterday, Westview playing well, we leave to go to lunch and they end up losing. So we're sorry, Westview, Lady Cougar, or Chargers, I'm sorry uh, that we were unable to stick around for the remainder of that game. <laughs> Clearly, when we're in the building, Westview was playing well. It's on. It's it's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's all. Uh, Granger is certainly uh, deserving uh, of the spot in the state championship. A uh, big day from Lauren Longmire and Tori Rutherford. Both of those players for Granger in double figures yesterday. Uh, they shot 55% from the field, while Westview shot just 37%. So uh, obvious that. You know, shooting percentage here has been a little wild, a little crazy. So, and a lot of that has to do with those three three-point lines. It has to do with the three three-point lines. It has to do with the wide open background behind yep. the backboards. There's a lot, you know, when you step out of a high school gym and, and step into this building and try to play this game. It's um. You know, and, and you've talked about it some, Chris, with the smaller court at Summertown and, and that kind of thing. It's, there's a lot to take in as you're trying to, you know, compete for a state championship. But it's got to be in a, an adjust, adapt, overcome kind of thing. I mean, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna take the lines up. No, no, they're not. Uh, so. so. Yeah, it, it's been interesting. And, as, again, Macon County and Granger in that Class 2A game will be at 2 o'clock today. Uh, that will follow this one. And I think they let a few extra folks in today because they're going to clear the gym out after this one and then uh, allow the next game to, to come in. Uh, but I think we'll have about 1,500 fans here in attendance for today's game. Uh, it's going to be exciting. In the AAA matchup, as you mentioned, Blackman and Lebanon will take uh, take the floor at 5 p.m. Lebanon, who went on an 8-0 run over the last two, two minutes and 15 seconds yesterday and um, went from an 8-point game to a 16-point game. Uh, Hardin County had an opportunity there with about two minutes to go uh, to cut it to six points, uh, two, two possessions, but they were unable to do so. Lebanon, the Devilettes, took advantage and they move on and will play for a state title and i tell you you know when you get to postseason play and tournament time everybody talks about guard play and you're going to see three pretty good ones in that blackman lebanon game with um ayanna moore who's a miss basketball finalist for blackman and vanderbilt vanderbilt signee um tory page the off guard for, for Blackman, who is a Dartmouth signee. Ooh. Hashtag Ivy League. There you go. <laughs> and Lebanon encountering with um with Addie Grace Porter. So you've got um you've got some big time guards um squaring off in that one at five o'clock. Gonna be interesting. Um you know, two not not district foes, but 
Lebanon played a lot in District 7 AAA back in the day. That might have been before Blackman opened. I'm not sure, but um, I'm sure if these teams haven't played each other, they're certainly familiar with each other. You know, Corey Barrett, the coach over at Lebanon, spent a lot of time over at, at Riverdale matching wits with Blackman coach Jennifer Grandstaff, who was at Oakland. And so, again, a lot of familiarity there. They weren't teammates in high school, though. They weren't, and they have not played this year. Um, though uh, Lebanon did play Oakland and uh, Oakland in the season opener in their Hall of Fame game, 43-38 win there on November 17th. Uh, they lost at Riverdale 65-45 on November 24th. They actually defeated Loretto 51-44 in that State Farm Classic. Um, I, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember us talking about that. And uh, that's uh, I think that's their only trips into um, Rutherford County. Yeah, other than uh, the, obviously in the sectional, they defeated Cane Ridge 68-50, um, which is in Metro School. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been a really tough road for Lebanon to get to this point. They had to take, you know, they ha- had to play Cane Ridge, of course, and then they uh, they took on uh, Clarksville Northwest, which is in their in that region five AAA. Um, and then Bradley Central and Har- Hardin County, both here in Murfreesboro. So it's been a it's been a good trip for Lebanon and for Blackman uh, to get here in the Class um, AAA Region Four Championship. They defeated Oakland 51-30. Uh, defeated Stone Memorial in the sectional 52-45, and then here they took on Arlington, which. <laughs> Played, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's um, we've we've discussed that Arlington situation 20. at length. Um, had John Varlis from the Daily Memphian on with us on Thursday to to talk a little bit about that. Um, certainly a fascinating situation there. Blackman opened Region Four AAA play with a big win over Columbia Central. That was um, when I was first able to see that team and and see again those guards. Um, more in page and um, they've got a lot to go with them I uh, had a chance to watch some of their game yes last night against Maribel on the NFHS network um, Maribel was up on them 6-8 and for the longest Blackman wasn't able to close the gap seemed like every time they'd score Maribel would, would knock down a shot and, and just kind of hold them at bay and then they were able to create a couple of turnovers, take advantage of them at the other end, and, and all of a sudden they got the momentum going their way, despite Ayanna Moore fouling out um, about midway through the fourth quarter. They were able to hold on to about an eight-point advantage at that point, stretch it out to 10 for the 54-44 win. Yeah, you know, it, um, the last field goal made in the game came at the three-minute mark. Uh, Maryville made a couple of I think they, they made it was 43-33 and then Maryville went on a little 6-0 run there uh, and then Blackman hit their free throws th- down the stretch uh, didn't didn't make a field goal for uh, 6 minutes and 12 seconds In the final 6-12 they did not have a field goal but they did um, did hit their free throws and free throws win championships folks no question 
<laughs> uh, he, James Buchanan with North Green even alluded to that yesterday after um, after that Summertown win, as Summertown went 15 for 16 from the line in a in a eight point victory. So um, so both teams had come back on the floor, had basketballs. Loretto is now heading off here as we're 20 minutes out from the start of this contest. Summertown continuing to run their three-man weave and warm-ups. That's that's the five that's the five-man weave actually. That's that that drill right there is uh, not easy to do. Let me just tell you, Duke Duke uh, patented that in the warm-ups. Well, I tell you, I, I struggle with the three-man during PE, so I can imagine when you add two more folks to that, how much more confusing it gets. It certainly can be. Uh, like you said, 20 minutes. We're 19 and a half from tip-off here at Murphy Center on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University for the Class A State Championship featuring the Loretta Lady Mustangs and the Summertown Lady Eagles. I think it is time, folks, for predictions. I didn't agree to this. Uh, you don't have to make one if you don't want to. Good, because I'm, I, I'm, I may, I may wish out. I don't know. We'll see. What y'all got, though? We'll tell you. Oh, okay. We're going to come right back after 30 seconds on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint with predictions. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Here's Mo and Chris. And finally, we are back here at Murphy Center for Summertown Loretto Part 4. Mo said he uh, he did not agree to making a prediction. That's okay. You don't have to make one. We, we're not going to hold you to it. Yesterday, however, JP and I, we spoke, and it just there's – a, there's a little feeling in the air. As we've said so many times, it's hard to beat a really good team twice, much less three and four times. This guy, this guy, uh, uh, he lied we... to me about his wardrobe. What's up, JP? What's up, Coach? We, we are, we are, we've got John and Susan Wild standing behind us. John, the, um, the um, girls basketball coach at Summit, and he's going to put on a headset yes. just a second because – he, he told me in the article that we did on um, Ashley and Katie that he would be here in a royal pullover and black pants. He is here in a summit pullover and khaki pants. That's okay. So, um, well, I work for Sarah Lamb, so. You know, <laughs> I understand. That's well, the way it usually works, right? Well, I understand. I, 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 I'd be interested to see what her husband is wearing today, though. 
can, well, maybe Mississippi State. I was asking about that cowbell yesterday. And he's, oh, oh, I bet you, you I know. bet you got in trouble. Oh, <laughs> so, oh goodness. Should that. be a great game, though, huh? Um, we, were, we were just getting to predictions. Do you have one? No, I hope they tie. I hope it's the first tie ever. <laughs> first tie. You know, but what a great thing for Lawrence County, too, right? Uh, you know, both these coaches have done phenomenal jobs, and I know their communities are proud of them. And um, it's, there's a lot of storied basketball down there uh, at these two places. And Lawrence County High School, it's just uh, it's kind of where you put your – finger on uh, on the map of Tennessee as far as you know high school basketball in this state over the years uh, I think you start with Lawrence County there's other places too but uh, that'd be one you'd put your finger on for sure as far as the history in the game uh, with those three high schools down there and these two small schools here. Coach uh, I want to ask you not making a prediction but one characteristic for both Ashley and Katie that you remember that you think makes them really good coaches? Well, I think their passion for the game. Um, they, they both had a tremendous p passion for our program. Um, I thought they exemplified great leadership skills at such a young age, too. Um, they could just kind of filter enthusiasm through the other kids within themselves. So those two things, and, you know, i, I just proud of both their successes and the jobs they've done in these communities. Coach Wild, thanks so much for stopping in. We appreciate it. Good to see you this yeah, morning. Yeah, good to see you guys. Hey, I just had puckets, and, but there wasn't enough to bring over uh -huh. here to you guys. Yep. So maybe that's, next time. Yep. That's okay. We, we brought our own. <laughs> so. Good to see oh, you, Coach. Man. You too. All right. All right. As we are 15 minutes from tip-off, let's go ahead and uh, talk about it. We, we talked there was a little feeling in the air, uh, JP, that maybe with the a, a little bit easier – uh, road to the state finals from that top half of the bracket. Maybe the fact that Summertown has a little banged up, a little bruised, uh, that, that Loretto may have the advantage in this one. Um, yes, our discussion yesterday, once this came to fruition, first gut reaction, I asked the question, is it just me or does it feel like Loretto may have the advantage? Um, you know, that being said, you know, you throw all these cliches, they're cliches for a reason. You throw the records out when rivals play each other. Just because Loretto's had an easier path, they've won easier, they probably appear to be more rested. Summertown's a little banged up, uh, at least more visibly so than what Loretto may be. Doesn't mean that it's going to be a rollover for Loretto to defeat Summertown today, but uh, just at first glance, if you're just, you know, leaning one way or the other, yes, I think Loretto has the advantage today because of the path to get here. And, you know, that's a slight edge, but I think it's very slight. But Summertown has a middle edge on Loretto, too. They beat them three times this year. That can't go uh, understated, I don't think. Um, there's, a, there's a middle hurdle to getting over a team that's beaten you three times in one season. Summertown has that edge. So you could make it a wash. You know. But you can't. You gotta make a pick. Yeah, yeah. Make a pick, JP. Um I, I've gotta go with my original gut. I, if you know if I'm picking a team, I think Loretto probably will get the win today. But yeah, it's yeah, I think it will be close. We've got Craig Craig Thomas from the um, 
Times Union down Times in Florence. Times Daily. Times Daily, I'm sorry. There's a, Times Union's in Jacksonville. <laughs> Times Daily in Florence who um, said Summertown by five. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what are you going with? Because then I got one. All right, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Friend of the show, Pernell Knox, was with me at the CPA game when these two teams played the first time down at Summertown, and you were at that game. And I told him, I said, I got to go with the home team. <laughs> Summertown, uh, home yeah. over Loretto. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was right. Go with the home team again? I'm going with the home team today. <laughs> I think I, I think that is the key is one, it's a bigger floor. They're not going to be able to press. The press for Summertown is not going to be as easy as it is at Summertown and Loretto. Bigger floor, more well-rested Loretto, able to shoot the ball a little bit better so far in this tournament. Loretto wins the game. They're going to have to show me because Summertown has beaten them three times this year, and I'll not be the least bit surprised if I'm wrong, but... I'm going to be wrong with the team that has not lost yet this year. All Summertown right. wins it. There you have it. That's the predictions right there. As Summertown takes the floor, we are 11 minutes from tip-off here at Murphy Center. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. You can hear this game. You can see it on NFHS Network. You can hear it. Loretto fans can listen on 106 down in Lawrence County. 106-1 the X and 95-1, I believe, in Loretto. And then uh, Summertown fans can hear it on, on WDXC 105.3 and I think 93-something in <laughs> Just get 93 yeah. and just keep going to hear it. 1-3-5-7-9. Yeah, Cam and Brad on the X and uh, Franks and Franks on WDXC. Franks uh, and Franks, baby. Th- those, uh, those listening in from that area know exactly what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about. So you'll get your home team coverage uh, of your choice. We'll send it to them. You guys make sure. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We had a really good time previewing this one, and we will be back Monday morning, 9 a.m. on WKOM and on Facebook Live. You guys have a great day. We're going to watch some basketball here at Summertown Loretto in Murfreesboro. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. For Maurice Patton and J.P. Plant, I'm Chris Yow. Have a great day. <laughs>